Welcome to Off Trail with Erie Metro Parks. My name is Mike Hensley. I'm your host. And today we're talking all about Valentine's Day and animal courtships. So I'm excited. Me too. So sweet. Um, so we had talked before about, you know, some animals and how they um, mate with one another. So we're, we've all kind of split up and picked two animals that we think um, had really interesting or crazy or scary um, <laughs> kind of courtships <laughs> or mating displays. Um, so after that, Martin has created a game for us, which I'm interested to see. We have no insight into said game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Martin has like- You're not prepared at all. Not yeah. at all, no. Mm-mm. Martin has <laughs> low-key become like a secondary host just because he helps me so much with like creating games and stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty helpful. Um, all right, so we're just gonna get right into it and we're gonna have Molly share first one of her first animals that she thought had a pretty cool um, courtship display. Yeah, so my first one is land snails. So land snails, um, we probably don't think about too much. Uh, We don't have too many around here that we see, but they shoot love darts at each other. Um, it sounds a little bit like Cupid, which is why I thought it was yeah, cute, it but it's, it's a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter which snail in the courtship like, always, shoots it first. I've always thought Cupid was a bit aggressive shooting an arrow at yeah. people anyway. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, love hurts. Um, Violence but, isn't the answer. Yeah. So the snail that receives the love dart, um, you know, it's, Basically, the dart signifies that, you know, mating is about to occur. It secretes this mucus that gets them prepared um, to to court. And, yeah, it just... So the way you presented it <laughs> receives the love dart. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really get a choice. They don't, they don't get a choice. <laughs> no. You no. put it in the best way possible, the way they receive the love dart. So I wanted it to sound a little romantic, but, you know, getting stabbed in the head and then... <laughs> <laughs> just like you're being told, you know, you res- you get this, you know, spike yeah, in the like forehead, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, mating's about to happen. You have very little time to prepare. Uh, right. It's like Re- a love potion in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I really thought you were going to start with a cute one. <laughs> oh, no. It's really not. We went straight for violence. Like, oh, right snails. Away. Oh. Shot to the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're giving love a bad name. Yes. <laughs> Too far already. Only three minutes in. Uh, all right. So I'll go next with my first one. Um, so this one I, I think is really cool and kind of cute. We all, th- all four of us have established that we think jumping spiders are really cute. Uh, they mm-hmm. are cute. If you have not gotten a chance to look at a jumping spider macro shot or up close, really close, they're adorable little mm. things. So cute. So not all, but most jumping spiders... I'm not sure on the exact number of how many um, have what are called palps or petty palps that they use as almost like arms to hold food up close to their mouth and to hug and to hug (laughs) and to to dance in some cases or wave like the one on your computer. (laughs) So so what happens is, is they're like ultraviolet. So they glow in the dark, those little palps. So basically they're these little, uh, I think of like air traffic control guys, <laughs> but for love. So they, the males use them towards females to kind of like, like show them like, hey. This is the way. To- <laughs> <laughs> right to the Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> um, yeah. So like little, basically little glow sticks that they're kind of moving around to try to attract the female in. So I thought that was kind of cute. So we went from violence to cute right away. 
yeah. opposite direction I thought it would go. I, I, I was so sure that you would be the violent one. Uh, we'll get, I'll get to the violence. Okay, we'll I'll get, get to the violence. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up, Martin. Okay, I'm going to um, start with um, what is possibly one of the most elaborate courtship displays in the animal kingdom, certainly when, within the bird world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is with, um, actually, there's, there's a few species that do it. But I'm going to go with the great crested grebe. And this is a species that is in Europe and Africa. And um, they have a multi-stage dance that they do. And it begins with them just floating towards one another. And it's always a pair. It's never like a group of individuals. Um, One bird will dive underwater. (laughs) I'm having to stop because Mike is reenacting this as I read it. Um, (laughs) So the the male will dive underwater and then resurface within the personal space of the other bird. He will do a ghostly penguin display. (laughs) (laughs) Raising out of the water with his neck arched downwards. Then the female will do what's known as a cat display, opening her wings and ruffling her feathers, Meow. extending the frills. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, and once they've both done this, that means they are ready to dance. So they will do what's known as a water ballet. Time out. What? All of that, and we're just starting. Yeah, that's like, are you ready to dance? <laughs> that's like they the, were dancing. The invitation, kind of. Exactly. Okay. It's like they're like they're like skirting around the room, giving each other the eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, get over here. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Continue. So now they're ready to dance. So they will first dispo- uh, perform what's called a water ballet, where they'll shake um, their heads at one another from side to side, and then they will also do what's known as bob preening flicking their head backwards and like tapping their body essentially it, it looks very painful <laughs> like yeah. you'd think a neck shouldn't go that far back yeah but it can yeah don't try this wow. at home <laughs> <laughs> then mess up your c3 it. your c4 and your c5 <laughs> we know that mike is going to give his wife a choreographed dance on valentine's day Yes. O- of just this. Of this, this specific this, one. Yeah. Okay. And she'll probably just walk out of the room. I'm not even <laughs> going to give her a warning. Like, I'm just going to start. I'm going to set my phone up and film it and then just like send it to mm, you guys when I'm done. Please do. So after the water ballet, they then perform a tango. That is followed by a penguin dance. <laughs> so once they've done all three of those dances, they then both dive down underwater, find some vegetation, and then come back up to the surface with some vegetation in their beaks. Then they will rush towards one another at speed, and then they will kind of raise out of the water, belly to belly, paddling their feet. So they're essentially nearly floating on the water um, in an embrace. See? Cute. So <laughs> what I liked about this one is it's it's equal work on both parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. some of these other ones, yep. um, especially mine, it's like it's one or the other, the male or the female that has to mm-hmm. do the most work. But yeah. this is like very equal mm-hmm. like in terms of like – you're both giving the same amount of energy towards that love. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I love the invitation part of it. <laughs> it just, it reminds me like when people are dancing, you know, that move where it's like you pretend to cast a fishing <laughs> yeah. yes. and you reel uh-huh. them in. Like yeah. on Monsters University. Yeah. <laughs> that's where my brain went. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's so cute. Awesome. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Cheryl, you're up. All right, I went with the uh, the great blue heron. Oh, yes. So this is this relies on the male courting the female. Uh, so males, well, great blue herons, they they nest in colonies. So they nest with 
other great blue herons and other uh, wading birds. That's called a rookery. Um, so the male will choose a nesting site, and then he will do displays like from the nesting site. So he'll like stretch his neck out and point his bill up in the air, and then he'll do like flight displays. He'll kind of like fly over and show off. Um, but I found one of my my favorite comics. You guys know I love um, this author. Um, it's called uh, Bird and Moon Comics, mm-hmm. and she's just fantastic. <laughs> so she she wrote a comic about the great blue herons courtship, and so it's four frames. So I'm going to go by four, frame by frame. <laughs> so this is the first frame is a great blue heron female reading a book. And so this book is like a romance novel. So this is what the book says. Okay. (laughs) They lived at opposite ends of the pond. From afar, she admired his long plumes and excellent fishing technique. Next frame. One day, (laughs) he came flying toward her. Watching him approach, she wondered, what did he want? And was he carrying something in his beak (laughs) next frame her heart skipped a beat as he landed beside her fluffing his neck feathers he said those three special words next frame here's a stick (laughs) (laughs) and it's the great blue hair and she's going swoon like oh That is That's great. Good. Yeah, it's it. so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's, yeah, my most favorite. That's uh, cute. <laughs> all right, Molly, you're up. Next one. Sure. So uh, my next one is cute. So there is a small species of puffer fish off the coast of Japan um, where the male does all the work, and he makes this very elaborate, very beautiful, um, it becomes a nest for his female, and it takes him seven to nine days of swimming in circles, basically, and using his fins to kind of ruffle and ripple the sand. And when he's done, it's this huge circle that kind of looks like a mandala, like those pretty color, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? yeah, yeah. So um, it's all patterned. And then when... The female, like, she just decides, like, she picks one of the beautiful, like, circular pattern nests, whoever is the best one, and then right, she, after they mate, she nests right in the center of the circle, Hmm. which I I thought was really cute. I would feel stinking awful if there was, like, (laughs) let's just use Martin and I as an example, and three other fish just swimming right here, and we all made these beautiful, elaborate Mm -hmm. mandalas, basically, Yeah, and... Martin's gets chosen and mine doesn't. Man, is that going to be an ego shot for me? Yeah. Yeah. How many days work fish. did you say that was? Seven to nine days. <gasps> Yikes. They'll spend kind of perfecting. Um, the research says that it's less about the appearance and more about um, how well it channels the sediment to the center to like oh. cover the nest. Oh. So it's more scientific than just how pretty it is. Okay, so good. like his ripples and bumps and like design mm. has to like That's a function. It's ha- all it has to have a, the highest function. Yeah. It's all about that fin work. Yep. That's what it is. All about it that is. fin work. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, so the female doesn't really do anything. 
She critiques. That's she what she does. She's a judge. She, she judges. She's, a, she's she real judges. judgy. Yeah. She's pretty judgy, so you got to be careful. <laughs> That's like the same, though, with woodpeckers, you know? It is. Like, f- males can do all of that work, and the female will be like, no, I don't no, like thanks. this one. Go ahead and start over. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what the heck? <laughs> so that would be frustrating for me. All right. So my second one. All right. So I'm going to go with water boatmen. Are you guys familiar with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they usually skim across the top of the water. Um, they got these long back legs. So the reason I chose them was is because they have one of the loudest sounds in terms of a mating sound. So mm-hmm. what they do is they take their reproductive organ and they rub it across their abdomen. Now, these little guys are anywhere from three-eighths to three-sixteenths of an inch long. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like very little to like that. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So and then that sound is so loud, it creates a 99.2% or two, um, 99.2 decibel sound mm. for such a tiny little insect. Huh. And then, then the females will come in after they hear that sound and it'll... Like kind of, then they choose based off the sound. Mm. So I thought that was fascinating about, you know, how loud that sound is to come from such a tiny little insect yeah. for reproduction. So, mm. yeah. Martin? So mine's actually, it's, it's similar to like a mix of what you two just said, because the species I, I'm about to talk about, they are able to make sounds and they also construct. Ah. Um, so um, I would like to talk about the ghost crabs. Um, and there are several species. Um, and these are semi-terrestrial crabs, so they live on beaches near the ocean. Mm-hmm. And um, they build burrows. That's where they live in. The males will have, like, multi-chamber burrows. But they build these mounds or pyramids outside those burrows. Then they go on top of the burrows and wave their big claw. they got one big claw, one small claw. They'll wave their big claw around. <laughs> Mike's imitating it again. <laughs> <laughs> To try and say to the females, hey, come check me out. Look at these pecs and biceps. <laughs> this bicep. <laughs> this one. Just the one. <laughs> and check out my, my burrow. <laughs> so he'll sit on top um, to try and attract them. And fiddler crabs will do this too. Um, both ghost crabs and fiddler crabs, which are related, they also have the ability, which is unique in the crab world, of making noises. So they will make these popping or um, rapping, rasping noises. While sitting on top, you knew it was coming. But um, yeah. So I went. I saw these um, ghost crabs in the Seychelles actively doing this. So like they would build their mounds. It's really cool seeing a crab hold some sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one arm in it, walking yeah. like he just came from the store. He, he literally just chucks it into a pile. So <laughs> they're not they're not beautiful pyramids, but they are pyramids. Um, and they will, as I said, sit on top. So my friend and I, when we were there, we figured we would help out this crab. <laughs> so while he was in his burrow, we went and made the biggest sand pile outside his burrow. He must have came out and fought. Like, oh, what my. the? <laughs> <laughs> who, who did this? Work done. Just brushes off his yeah. hand. Yeah, it looks good for and me. We were hoping it would make him the most successful crab on that beach. But actually, I did a little bit of research, and I found that um, this, there was a study looking at this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And the study says they expected to find a linear correlation between body size and pyramid height, i.e. the larger the male, the larger the pyramid. However, the results showed that the largest males in the population either built small pyramids or didn't even have a pyramid. So wow. it's a complete opposite of what I was thinking and what this mm-hmm. researcher was thinking. Yeah. So it's almost like the smaller crabs, like 
kind of compensating yeah. for something. That's uh, small claw. <laughs> right. Compensating for small claw. Yeah. So <laughs> the ones that play hard to get are getting the girls. The girls don't like you to try that hard. Yeah. Right. Like they d- they're not trying to attract you. You just yeah. uh, go in. Yeah. Uh, go into that burrow. Interesting. Hmm. Nice. All right, Cheryl, you're up. Oh, my turn. Um, <laughs> I went with fireflies. One of my favorites. I I want it to be summer, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wishful thinking. I know it. Uh, So fireflies, there's about 24 different species of fireflies in Ohio. Um, But the males fly around and they light up lanterns. Um, But there's certain patterns for certain species. So each species has... Um, a specific pattern when they light up or glow. So the males will fly around, light up, a, light up the lantern, and then the female will recognize that certain pattern and she will, she'll respond. So they just keep glowing and then they'll attract and they'll mate. Um, so sometimes um, they'll mate and the male will fly away. Sometimes the female will eat. <laughs> eat the male. It just depends. Um, but there's a certain species of firefly where the females can uh, mimic another species. So she'll mimic a different species to attract a male of another species. So the male will come close to the female thinking he's going to mate. But instead of mating, she eats them. How disappointing. Yeah. How disappointing <laughs> for that poor. I know. Firefly. Here we go. Dead. Right. <laughs> Just the story ends. <laughs> Bird and Moon needs to do a comic on that one. Oh, yeah. I'll have to dig to see if she did. <laughs> it's just so good. Because uh. they sit there. The females, like, because that's how... Um, the female fireflies, like, they leave their jaws erect because that's how they, like, latch together to mm. mate. Mm. So she's just there anyway. So he's like, oh, here we go. And then head gone. Yeah. Just how dead. terrifying. What I a risk. Know. Like, you're either going to, like, die or mate. Or be successful. Or, yeah. bo- or both. Or both. Or both. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to add another one real quick. Um, Molly and I both had this one. So we talked a little bit um, about spiders with the jumping spiders, um, but a lot of spiders, the females usually tend to be a little bit larger, um, you know, to carry young, to carry eggs, things like that. And in some cases, um, the females will eat the males after they mate or even before. So black widows are one that's really cool. I The reason I took this one was just because of the headline of the article. <laughs> it was literally like the word twerk or be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> So if you could imagine a spider twerking. Um, so what happens is the male black widow climbs up onto the web, and the female, once she feels that web kind of shaking, she's either going to think it's a potential prey item or she's going to um, figure out that it's a male. So the males have to flex and move and shake their abdomen a very specific way so they're not mistaken for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So I think that's really fascinating, and the fact that there, I mean, I mean, you have to be quick. What if you just like slip and stumble into the web on accident? Then your lunch, like if he's going up there, he's got to know. Okay, 
<laughs> shake it the right way so you don't become breakfast. Right. So, and then you had said when you read, mm -hmm. you had found out some other interesting stuff. You want to share that? Yeah, sure. So other um, species of spiders, uh, you know, nothing specific. They, males will normally gift the female a meal or bring them mm. food as a distraction as <laughs> yeah as a distraction i so do it because by that makes my wife happy yeah. <laughs> so. um so you know some spiders will you know like wrap up a nice meal and deliver it to her and then while she is enjoying her snack he will mate with her so it's a little bit a little bit of deception going on, but it gets even Clever. worse because some male spiders will, it'll be a total trick. Um, so they will like have a fake meal. They'll like wrap up a twig. <laughs> like they won't actually do the work. Like she's not going to know. Yeah. Like, um, so they are, you know, just so deceptive, you know, they'll just try to slip in something that looks like a nice meal and be like, Oh, here you go. Like figure what, figure out what that is for a second. while I mate with you really quick. Um, <laughs> Or, you know, they're just, they're just like slimy. That's like, like what the, a guy. <laughs> what a guy. It's like the guy that hasn't got his um, partner a gift on the day of Valentine's yes. Day. Just yeah. rushes to the shop to Here's get whatever. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> Works for the blue heron. Does I, not work for black yeah, heron. Right. Heron didn't even need to wrap it. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, at least I wrapped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just give you a stick like the herons do. <laughs> Oh man! I thought that was really funny. It's like guys just don't know what girls want sometimes. No, not, not even in the animal world. Just, they just have no idea. <laughs> it would have probably been easy for that male spider too to just like grab a fly or grab any any insect for that matter. Right. Yeah. But they're a lot smaller too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So generally, it probably would be harder to find something yeah. that she True. would like. Yeah. If he brings along like a tiny gnat, she'll be like, "What the? What is this? <laughs> bring bring in the the neighbor." black widow male spider that's yeah. next door to you right. just take him and drag his body in there <laughs> here you go so you don't get hungry for me <laughs> all right martin you ready to share this game okay all right so rules first our first question is do you heart animals so yes or no it's not this isn't part of the game not a trick <laughs> no oh. do you heart animals yeah yes i like them I don't okay know if I love them. So I wanted to look. I'm, to I'm skeptical. <laughs> I'm very. I'm afraid to say the wrong thing. <laughs> that wasn't a trick question. Okay. But I wanted to see how many animals I could find with heart in their name. Oh. So I found a few, and then Ooh. I've made up a few. So we're gonna go through 15 animals with heart in their name, and you're gonna guess whether they're real or fake. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. ready. I, I am keeping score. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which way round should we go? Should we go clockwise? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Heart-legged mantis. Real. Real. Fake. Point to Mike. Oh. Fake. <laughs> I'm over competitive, <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> and I, I realize how it sounds. He's in control now of the sounds. Now that I've already well. let it go. <laughs> you can uh, see how much me and Molly care. Yeah. <laughs> And we're one in out of 15. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's only going to get worse from here. Uh, okay. Heart and club moth. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be so disappointed in myself if I get this wrong. Heart and club moth? Real. Real. Fake. <laughs> it's real. Damn. <laughs> 
Whew. Go on, where's the, uh, <laughs> where's the sound bite? <laughs> he made me do it. <laughs> uh, Mike the Mothman. Got a moth one wrong. Okay, next one. Heart sacked frigate bird. Fake? Real. Fake. Fake. Yes. Mike and Cheryl. <laughs> I just didn't think that you would make something up like that. Weird. Wow. You can need to get into <laughs> nope. the mind of no, nope. <laughs> no, but that like that big um yeah the, the, the sack yeah that big sack that they have um kind of the throat yeah. that that could you I that was a good one though you okay. could trick someone with uh -huh. that okay <laughs> yellow heart tongued frog fake oh goodness fake fake it's real what oh. oh my god I don't know any of these <laughs> no. just fifty fifty shot does it have a heart tongue. Hard, hard. Presumably, there was yeah. more than one species as well. So okay. I just oh. I picked the one that was easiest to pronounce. You guys can yellow that one to see. But okay, heart-necked ground beetle. <laughs> Notice how I'm picking a different body part for each of these. Yeah. Heart-necked ground beetle. You've given away too much. Real. I don't fake. Know. Real. Mike and Cheryl, it's real. Okay, <laughs> heart. <laughs> Heart scaled pangolin. Um, fake, real, fake. It's fake. Woo! Mike and Cheryl again. <laughs> Molly, you started so well. I don't like us all to have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, golden heart triggerfish. Fake, real, fake. Molly with the points. Oh. Real. My comeback point. <laughs> Heart-headed adder. Real. Real. Fake. Mike with the point there. It's oh. fake. <laughs> okay. Um, over halfway now. Heart-footed mongoose. Oh, that's a tricky one. Fake. Real. I'm going real. Cheryl is caught up. Uh, it's yeah. fake. Because I was thinking of the pad of their foot. Like, oh, maybe it's oh, heart shaped. Yeah. I, I overthought it, though. I, I'm completely You're guessing. Good. On You're all good. You're good, Martin. <laughs> You're a good little deceptive creator there. It helps that some of these real ones feel like made up ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Heart eyed gecko. Oh. Real. Real. Fake. Fake. Oh. I was kind of hoping it was real. I know. I thought just saying that'd be really cute. <laughs> me, me too. Like the emoji. Okay, five <laughs> left. Heart, eyes. heart crab. Real. I want that to be real. False. It's real. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Molly jumped in there because she didn't want to disagree with you. Cause <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yell mine out. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I mean, that, I guess we don't have to go in order. Four left. Heart spotted woodpecker. Fake. Fake. It's real. Oh, oh, what? We all got that one. Isn't that amazing? Where's it from? What? It's that. not a North American bird. I, <laughs> I'll Google it quickly. One second. Asia. It's ah, a, okay. It's I Asia. feel better. Himalayas and Southeast Asia. I was going to say, if this is an American species, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> okay. Um, three left. Heart-faced macaque. Which is a type of like real primate. Real. Real. F 
fake. Ah, he's he's a trickster. I know. Trickster. Okay, heart-eared bat. <sighs> Real. I see you smiling. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> Points for Molly and Cheryl. It's fake. <sighs> or Mike, I don't want to put pressure on you. Don't, don't tell me how close I am. <laughs> okay. It's better to just leave it alone. <laughs> okay, last one. The bleeding heart dove. Real. Real? Real. It's real. And that means... <laughs> Molly got five. Yeah, Molly. Mike got seven. And Cheryl wins it with eight. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed you to miss that one real bad. <laughs> I'm glad you proved that you do heart I th- animals. I think that l- last one we looked up recently. Oh, maybe. I don't I think know. we did. Did we? I think you showed it to me. I've seen them in an aviary. Yeah. They're you pretty showed cool. It to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I cheated. <laughs> All right, everybody. Taken away. <laughs> now it is time for the news article. All right. So we're going to share. I was going to try to stick with courtship, um, but a lot of what we covered was kind of like, News article headline type deal. Mm-hmm. So I did want to cover this thing. Um, so an Israel Israeli scientist um, has trained a goldfish to drive. Oh, I did see this. Oh, what? So he he trained. <laughs> uh, he, well, I, I, I'm assuming it's a team of researchers, which mm. m- is most usually the case, ha- has gotten together. And they, they basically put a tank on wheels is basically <laughs> what they did. It almost looks like a... Remember those connects when we were kids, like mm-hmm. connected mm-hmm. them together and they had wheels and stuff. Oh, it looks yeah. like that, but it's obviously probably much more expensive. But the motion of the goldfish, um, like the direction he travels, like touching the front of the glass, allows the the machine to move. Oh, so, so like there's this video you'll have to Google it at some point, and if you're listening, Google it of this goldfish just like driving down the street. <laughs> it's adorable. So he boops the glass. He boops the glass <laughs> and goes. Oh my Where is he going? <laughs> Wherever a goldfish would want to go. <laughs> I'm thinking of those fish in Finding Nemo. That would have really been helpful oh for those guys. Oh, yeah. Rolling in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a story a few years ago. Um, uh, do you remember? Uh, you probably don't. I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, there was a Twitch plays Pokemon thing that was online where like the whole internet community were able to play the same game of Twitch of Pokemon via Twitch by like typing in commands. Someone then made a fish plays Pokemon game where they had a, a fish in a tank. And then depending on where they were in that tank, it um, matched up to different buttons of a Game Boy controller or something. <laughs> of course, it didn't know it was playing Pokemon, <laughs> but it was playing it for like months. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what hilarious. I'm wondering. I'm like, does this goldfish know it's driving? I think it does because that's it's wild. it's more directional, right? Yeah. That, that yeah. goldfish. Yeah, it's nice. It's like open glass um, to where they can see. But yeah, like the thing looks like it's got somewhere to be. Like it's he's like, late for work or something. It's like imagine <laughs> pulling up to that at like a stoplight. Well, but it has to move so slow because the water sloshing about yeah so it moves it's pretty slow if it hits a bump it's over is it like covered from above because it would it would be really bad if it was like halfway on the way to work and then (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then a heron comes down and just takes it. Oh, that's right. Well, I think yeah. to get oxygen in there, they have to leave it open. But there's like a camera on top, like a little tripod almost on mm. top that sits there. So, yeah. I mean, the weirdest thing about it is is it can't do like turns. Like you can't make uh, like a left turn. That's what I was saying. It should be in like a hamster ball. Oh, Not like yeah. so it could like... Yeah. yeah, I think they didn't want it to do left turns because then they would have to teach it turn signals, <laughs> how to use its four right. ways. <laughs> then it has to get a license. So we're getting real complicated here. Yeah, but well, what, what type of tank is this? This is like a like a military tank. Or didn't like But yeah, it's got like two wheels that go one way and then two wheels that go the opposite way so if it touches the glass it can go that way if it touches the glass it can go that way. So so yeah it can't make a turn that's crazy so i mean or maybe it could next thing you know this thing's going to be in the next nascar race who knows <laughs> <laughs> i think it could focus on more drag racing more yeah, yeah, unidirectional just yep, yeah just straight yeah oh, that's true. beaten Fastest by a fish <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right everybody that's all we have for this episode so we'll see you guys next time happy valentine's day go learn about some cool animals and their courtship then.